taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, film related, along with any of the goddamn thing we're going to talk about, coming to you live, direct, and still yet to be named studio. Uh, this is our 18th fucking time in a row trying to record this shit. Uh, I am having some technical difficulties for God fucking knows what reason, uh, but we're here nonetheless, so fuck it. Let's just, uh, we'll, we'll do a live, as, uh, as our good friend Bill O'Reilly would say. He's not our good friend. He's a piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, 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 don't put don't group us up with that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, I feel good. I feel good. I I can't see right now, but you know I can hear you. Okay, so we're here. We're here. We're here. I'll, I'll uh, you I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, I don't usually like to see your face, but you know, today today I might as well. <laughs> as, as much as you and me go back and forth i wouldn't be surprised if our like uh um listeners are like oh, i wonder if they really like each other do you know how like skip and shannon always go back and forth sometimes they can have like such heated debates it's like damn are they are they cool when, when they're not recording wonder if they actually do like each other because uh skip is just so preposterous at times that it, it, you can't help but just be like nah like there's just no way anybody likes this unless beforehand they've already worked it out that like look i'm just gonna say a bunch of wild ass shit you're just gonna have to kind of take it uh but that's the way we get ratings is by me just saying yeah. dumb ass shit no i think they have great respect for each other you, yeah. you hear I, it sometimes nobody has but like it's it's a debate skip. show you know um yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard to defend skip i, I will say that yeah but yeah um, man it's been a great week that's good man that's good that's good glad to hear uh and it's funny that you say that because we will jump immediately into our famed segment it's not famous nobody knows about it but uh our segment this week next week uh, is what we're going to jump into uh, so before I get into anything else, man, uh, there are a couple of passings this past week, man, that, uh, that we, we clearly gotta, gotta note, um, uh, uh, C- uh, Cecily, uh, Tyson, um, who, uh, is just, uh, you know, a very great, um, black actress, man. She, she passed away. She was 90, uh, 96 years old. Uh, I don't know what the actual cause of death was, uh, but she passed away this week, man. Um. And she was in a lot of films, man, that, that we can remember. Uh, Sounder, The Help. Uh, man, I, yeah. I think what I remember her from is uh, uh, Roots. Uh, you know, me and my family used to watch Roots all the fucking time. And, and I remember from that. Uh, and then also House of Cards, most uh, more recently. Is, is that's something that I, I remember her from. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, a great great actress man passing away uh she was 96 years old so so one might say that you know you know she she enjoyed a very uh long life um but uh but yeah uh she she passed away um and then dustin diamond um you know uh yeah that was a surprising one right there yeah better known as screech man it just goes to fucking show you man he was 44 44 years old and passed away from stage four lung cancer, dude. Fuck, you know? Uh, and he was 44, man. And I guess, you know, obviously age doesn't, you know, cancer doesn't discriminate. Uh, it'll come no, from you not at all. age, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, we better know Dustin Diamond as uh, Screech from, from Saved by the Bell. Um He's 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 gone through a lot in his life. He, he had some, some ups and downs there, uh, you know, trying to find his footing so to speak, but 
Yeah, man. Just fucking goes to show you, man. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta smoke them while you got them. You know. I guess maybe I shouldn't have said that since he died from stage four lung cancer and don't want to smoke. Yeah, uh, with that. <laughs> terrible uh, timing. This terrible podcast is brought to you by Marlboro Lights. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, we're going to get immediately pulled off the air. We're not even on the air, and we're going to get pulled off the air <laughs> because of this segment. Uh, but no, and, and no joking. We're not making light of his his passing. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, some some tough news this past week uh, from that front. Um, but something that I am looking forward to this week hasn't quite come out just yet, but, um, uh, Malcolm Marie, uh, drops this week, uh, which stars, uh, Zendaya as well as John David Washington, uh, drops on Netflix. Uh, it's basically about a couple, uh, who, uh, who are in a very large argument. Now you see if we watched, uh, or you, you somehow forced me to watch the movie, the argument, uh, and that had no bearing on my relationship at all. This I think might bear some resemblance, you know, a handsome, striking young man, you know, who's in a, in a deep disagreement with his uh, with his lover. Uh, this seems like it fits me exactly. It, it, it's almost like they plucked it exactly from my life, I, I, I would dare say. Uh, but I, I am uh, indeed looking forward to uh, uh, to uh, to Malcolm and Marie coming out this week. Uh, anything anything you're looking out for this week? It's Super Bowl week, man. You know, the, I think we're on, we're on like a three or four day countdown from Super Bowl. What is this? 51, 52, something like that. Um, you know, that's that's really like that for me. That's like the big highlight of this week. Right. Like, you know, we got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey versus Tom Brady and Gronkowski uh, is going to dominate headlines. It's, it's the biggest thing happening this week. I mean, I, I know this is a TV and film podcast and, and where, you know, I'm talking about sports right now, but like, that is, that is the big thing for me happening this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be nice to maybe start to, to, to kind of be done with the football season, mostly because my team is not in the Super Bowl. If it were, if it were the other way around, uh, I would be very, I'd, I'd be even more excited. Uh, but you know, again, to your point, Malcolm and Marie, um, you know, that is uh, that's coming out. Um, it's going to be a whole bunch of uh, interesting to see what other Valentine's Day movies pop up. You know, Valentine's Day is around the corner, so uh, you know all of those Valentine's Day classics. Are you like a big Valentine's Day like? movie person what's your plan for valentine's day anyway i don't think she'll hear it by then uh uh, i i don't really have any uh you know uh valentine's day you know sort of like etiquette um i think uh when i was younger i was more of a romantic from that standpoint um in terms of you know, oh man, Valentine's Day, you got to figure something out. I got to do something, right? I think as you get older, you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's just, it really is just a fucking, you know, uh, commercialized holiday that's made to just make you spend money on useless ass shit. Uh, but what I will say is that this particular year, and, and I actually lucked out that, uh, that, that my significant other does not uh, really <laughs> care about Valentine's Day either. Uh, but uh, but this particular year, and I don't know if it's because of quarantine or something, but uh, it seems like it has a little bit of a different vibe this year where it's kind of like, uh, no, let's, let's do something. Let's figure something out. So, yeah, I, I imagine I'll, I'll do some flowers, you know, so some a written uh, a handwritten card or something like that, you know, just something, something light, nothing, nothing heavy. We're not talking fucking, you know, I'm going out to fucking Jacob, the jeweler and shit and, <laughs> and <laughs> asking for him to, uh, to, to plus me up. Nah. Uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and skip all that shit. Um, how about you? 
man, listen, I, I lucked up too. Um, you know, my my significant others not really doesn't give a fuck about Valentine's Day, and neither do I. Um, nor does she care for flowers, nor does she care for cards or anything like that. So I, I you know, hit the jackpot in this category. Um, so we'll probably do some, we'll probably do something light, you know, some, some vegan pizza at, at a nice, like uh, loungy pizza shop that I found up in, uh, up in uh, Philly, something light, nothing, nothing free. We don't get too big into like to, into these like consumeristic holidays. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the flowers and I, th- I feel like that's a prerequisite uh, simply because like it's, it's never frowned upon, right? Like you can't go wrong. Like even if you're with somebody and they're like, ah, I don't really care for like, you know, Valentine's Day shit, but you can't really go wrong. Like who's like, who gets flowers and is like upset? Like, ah, I can't believe I got flowers. How dare you? You know, it's like, come on. Everybody likes that. Yeah. And appreciates it. So err on the side of caution, get the flowers and shit, but you know, don't, don't go a smidge over that. Um, what I, what also I'm, I'm looking out for this week, uh, is, uh, uh, this, this movie bliss, uh, that uh, the stars Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek. Basically, it's just like a sci-fi f- film about. Uh, it's kind of like the Matrix meets uh, an Owen Wilson film. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Wedding Crashers. I don't know what film really he is, he's in these days. Um, but uh, but basically, it, it's like you know some dude who's really down on his luck uh, gets basically told that you know the reality he's living in isn't the real one and that it's just a computer simulation and. Uh, so I'm sure some wacky hijinks are to ensue, but uh, uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing them. One more thing that uh, that happened this week, unless you want to, you can jump. No, in. no, no. Go ahead. Um, hey, yo, hold on. I got I got to find the proper shit here. Uh, hey, shout out, to, yo, shout out to Shonda Rhimes. You talk, talk about somebody who made some business moves, right? Everybody, you know, she it was like a story like a few months ago, right? That, uh, or maybe a years at this point, uh, Shonda Rhimes, she, uh, she was with Disney, right? Or I guess, uh, uh, I guess ABC by proxy, you know, uh, or Disney by proxy through a, uh, ABC. I think that's how it was set up. Uh, but she obviously, you know, Grey's Anatomy and all these other fucking shows she, she comes up with. Everything she does is like fucking liquid. It's just gold, you know? Yeah. Uh, everything she does, right? But they didn't want to fucking give her a fucking extra pass to fucking like Disney World or some shit. Like, <laughs> I remember right. we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she, she was like, all right, bet. bet. She does what everybody or what people should do in that situation, which is act calm, act cool, act collected in the moment. But after it, make a few phone calls. You know, get your oh, ass yeah. up out of there, you know? Yeah. Um, so she did. She went to Netflix. She got the bag from Netflix. And what the fuck happens? Suddenly, she comes out with this show, Bridgerton, which, honestly speaking, I and honestly, I don't really care for Shonda Rhimes' shows, period. I, I've never watched, or I watched a little bit of Grey's Anatomy, hated it. Uh, Bridgerton, it seems like it's more the same as that as Yeah, as well. I, I, listen, I've been seeing that show all over Netflix. I'm never going to give a fucking, I'm not going to dedicate any minute to that show. It, it's, it's like some classical musical Whimsical shit, you know. Well, I, don't I, don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a musical. Uh, although I guess maybe you, it could be fooled upon, you know, just a quick glance. But and it looks like it, and that's it enough for me to be similar. like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> Way too similar to a musical. Um, but um, uh, but it came out this week, man. Uh, it's literally the biggest series on Netflix ever, and that's from Netflix that they said this. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. So hey. One more fucking time for 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 my my girl Shonda Ryan. Let me let's go ahead and gotta give it to her. Drop some bombs for her. Hey man, hey hit her up now. How? 
Um, how that's the biggest show ever? I don't know. And like, has hey, Netflix people, released any data to support that? <laughs> Not really. Um, so they could just be saying it just to make it even bigger. But yeah. like, you know, either way, you know, that's another uh, accolade to add to her, her, her many others, her many other achievements. So shout out to her. Hey, yeah. Um, most definitely shout out to Shonda Rhimes. Uh, so I did want to point that out real quick that, uh, you know, she's basically saying for, forever, fuck Disney. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but I, I will still, uh, I'll still watch Disney TV plus, you know, they've, they've got some shows I want to watch. So I'll, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll still watch it uh, next week. Uh, let's talk about next week real quick, man. Uh, the one big movie I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to next week, uh, Judas and the black Messiah, uh, starring Daniel Kalu- uh, Kaluuya and, uh, Lakeith, uh, uh, Stanfield. Um, this is basically about, uh, the, uh, Fred Hampton and, uh, basically how he was, uh, essentially like executed uh, or assassinated uh, uh, through no small part from the, uh, from the uh, FBI and more, I think about his, uh, his relationship with William O'Neill, who was essentially like an FBI informant. Uh, so I'm definitely, I think I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's a def, definitely like a very timely, uh, you know, film, um, obviously in the era that we're in right now, uh, a, a lot of that sort of going on in terms of, uh, you know, just like the police and law enforcement in general doing a lot of fuck shit, um, you know, uh, and, and so, uh, yeah, uh, just looking forward to that film, man. Um, and it seems like it's going to be a, a really good one. Um, and then the, uh, the other, the only other thing I'm looking forward to is watching Tom Brady get his ass whooped on national television, uh, by the Tampa Bay, uh, by the, uh, uh, Kansas city chiefs. Uh, I, I, I would, would, there's no other pleasure in life that would give me as much pleasure as watching, not just them taking an L that I cannot accept. It's not just an L that they should take. It's a massive L that, <laughs> that they need to fucking take. I need them to lose and lose fucking big because everybody needs to know that Tom Brady's kind of over the hill a little bit. Uh, uh, you sound like Max Kellerman. Yeah, for like no, four no, years, no, no. Max Kellerman's see, been like, see, Tom Brady he, needs to hang it up. He's exactly. done. No, he's exactly. not. I think, he's see, gonna, I think see, Tom Brady's going to play for another he, two or three more years. No, no, he, still he'll, be great. he'll play. It's just he's going to play terribly within those two. He, he's probably going to last another two years. He's going to play terribly. You know why I, I say all this? He played horribly in that NFC Championship game, but that gets glossed over because they actually won the game. He played horribly. Though. Well, sure. He played horribly in the second half. The first half, he played no, incredibly. No, so it's like, no. You know, again, yeah, again, again, uh, it's an illusion. You know why? He still played horribly in that first half. The reason why, it, 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 listen to me. I don't think me. you've checked the numbers. Fair enough. No, no, no. I, he no. played fantastic in the first listen, half of that on, game. On, he played right. terribly like in the he, second like half. He, like you always try to tell me, listen, just listen, listen. Uh, so he actually did play horribly in that first half. It's just our defense, the Green Bay Packers, of course, were so inept that the clear interceptions that he threw right to them, they simply could not get. They simply and his receivers, they didn't even need to do much. They were just they were just running. It, it wasn't it wasn't even uh, like a Scotty like Miller at the end of the first uh, at the end of the first half. He just blows right by fucking uh, what's his name and fucking uh, you could you could pull fucking. Uh, uh, Archie Manning out of the fucking um, out of the fucking sidelines, his old ass, and he'd be able to fucking complete that goddamn pass. That's how wide open fucking um, listen, so, listen, my guy. I, I know, I, I know it's an open wound. I know you're still hurting, but you know, Tom Brady played great in the first half, played terribly in the second half. He's the goat. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. He has more rings, more playoff wins. He has everything better than Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, except for the actual and, stats, but. 
Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's got actual rings and championships. Yeah. But, but, not, but anyway, not the actual I, passing stats is so he's not the better quarterback. He's a better leader of a team, you could argue, but not not the better quarterback. I think it's going to be a great game, um, and I'm sorry you're still hurting about this. Listen, there, there's going to be another season. I, I mean, uh, I, I, another season where Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a Super Bowl, but yeah. another season nonetheless. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm very anyway. much. I'm very much. Don't try to just shoo away the the topic before I have a chance to reply. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm very much looking forward to Tom. I'm so glad he said he's returning for the next three, four years, whatever it is, because uh, that's what happened to Favre too. Favre got his wins against Rodgers, and he's like, "I'm coming back for more." And then he got embarrassed. So with that, we will move the fuck on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so let me let me let me let me intro this real quick. This deserves its own special little intro. We've got a new little segment. We got uh, it's basically our debate segment where we go back and forth about any given topic from any particular film that we may choose. Uh, so uh, so let's go ahead and drop this heat on you guys real quick. Uh, so I've got a little prepared intro for this uh, a little different uh than than what we usually do uh so um coming of age stories right uh they're as american as basically screaming at people on social media about facts to which you actually haven't read up on uh or even understand at all right uh but apparently hollywood uh has another quintessential part of growing up uh, and those are sex bets you know, uh, the typical moment when you're sitting in a pizza parlor with your best buds, you know, uh, and uh, you're, you're talking about, um, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, how you guys uh, have blue balls and shit and you're, you're not you're not fucking or doing anything like that. Uh, and then that one supporting cast best friend says, hmm, I've got a bright idea. Why don't we uh, create a sex bet? Uh, I mean. Who hasn't that happened to, right? Like, I mean, it happens to everybody, right? That's pretty typical. Um, uh, from American Pie to Super Bad, these movies taught us uh, a lot about sex, best friends, and illegal gambling, of course. Uh, but uh, in this movie debate, we're going to be arguing about the morality of said sex bet. And uh, the movie that we're going to uh, use as a backdrop for this uh, is one that's very near and dear to uh, every black dude's heart, uh, with the exception of Jesse <laughs> Lee Peterson. Uh, and that is, of course, The Wood. Uh, so without further ado, we are going to uh, play the trailer. Oh, if uh, Hold on, let me make sure that I got myself straight here. Uh, quick, Rain banter. Yeah, now this is a 1999 trailer, okay? So, uh, <laughs> you know, lower your expectations a little bit. If you haven't seen this movie and, and you are uh, a African-American male, you know, as, uh, you know, the census would describe us, what the fuck have you been doing? Like, I need you to comment on our uh, Instagram page. I need you to hit us up on Twitter. And if, if you're a black male, you haven't seen The Wood, I need to know why. I need a I need a thorough and detailed explanation. Even if you grew up in a predominantly white neighborhoods, if you were adopted by white people, even then I need a better explanation than that because that is not enough. Because this is a classic black film. Classic. I'm not, and you know what? I, I'm going to take it out of that category. It's how, just how a old classic were you when you film. watched <sighs> Maybe like eight or nine years old for the first time probably shouldn't even have been watching it <laughs> but how many times have i seen it at least i would say 10 plus times this movie's that good fair enough and without further ado ladies and gentlemen it's trailer for the wide <laughs> 
Yo, Jay. Wait. Yo, you're a new kid, right? I'm from North Carolina. Yo, you play ball, Mike? I play baseball. Baseball. By the way, my name is Mike. Big Mike in the wood. Oh, what's the wood? It's not what you think it is. Nah, it's Englewood, California. That's where I grew up. Me and my boys, he rolling and slam. Well, I never thought I'd see the day rolling get married. Nigga, we got three hours till this wedding kicks off. And can't nobody find him. Tell that fool he could at least face me like a man. Get back in that car because you marry him. Y'all act like you did in high school. Hey, Mike, I dare you to grab her booty. I will give you one dollar. You remember the bet? You remember the bet, Mike? Uh, no, I remember the bet. Do you remember the bet? Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about all them school dances. I used to have all the girls, right? Oh. Yeah, you can dance, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like Dan Fever. Wait, let me show you something. Let me show you something, all right? Girl, let me tell you something. I said, oh. I'm getting tired. I think I'm stop. Yo, you know what, man? You need to just grow your ass up, man, and handle your responsibility. Man, I just don't want to be wondering what if. If he didn't want to get married, he shouldn't ask. He said, I love you. I want to marry you. Go away, bro. Man, females get way too much power. Stop. Stop. Let's make this a physical thing. I'm not ready. How long we been going together? Is it supposed to look like that? What you doing? You don't think I'm going to give it up after one week. Oh, well, well, well. I see not a lot of change in high school. The joke's over. Pass the quote. Yeah, yeah. We're close. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Ladies, games. Game. Like, I'm glad you got you guys some friends. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Back it. Hey, yeah. Back it. Hey, yeah. Uh, it feels good watching the trailer. Right? Takes you back, man. Uh, so yeah, of course that was the uh, the trailer for the Wood uh, 1999 movie, which I didn't even know fucking MTV uh, produced. I, I didn't know that that was an MTV uh, production. But uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised when um I forgot about that when as like you're in- introing into the trailer there. Mm-hmm. What was MTV doing working on this film? Yeah, uh, I mean, they they probably just bought the bought the film and and they they were just like the distributors of it. But still, <laughs> I thought I would have thought this was like a BET film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BT was around in '99, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they were just kind of starting out. I want to say they like it was mid '90s for BET, right? Is that right? I can't remember. I think this was like early BET, but like this is when like you know I think Yo MTV Raps was like um, dying off, and then you were moving towards like you know uh, early '90s. Remember like Carson Daly, and they had like his show and all that stuff and BT yeah. was MTV was playing like more hip hop music and whatnot in the early nineties. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but we have no, uh, no fucking time to waste, uh, whatsoever. Uh, we are going to be talking, uh, about this particular aspect of the wood, right? Uh, I, I, we might talk about a little bit how we feel about the wood overall, maybe towards the end uh, of this conversation, but really this is a debate to discuss is a sex bet moral interesting question interesting question um 
let's lay down a, a, some groundwork here, right? Just some, some ground rules, okay? First, um, we're defining morality as uh, 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 descriptively to refer to certain codes of conduct and put forward uh, by society or groups such as uh, religion or accepted uh, by an individual for uh, his or her own um, behavior. Um there's also additional de- definition of normatively to refer to the code of conduct that given specified conditions um, would be put uh, forward by all rational people. Okay. All of that to the side. Another uh, ground rule is that we are accepting in this that uh, uh, morality is subjective, right? Uh, are, are, am I, are we good on that clause that really morality can be determined by like, anybody, right? Like you might have a certain set of morals. I might have a certain set of morals. States might not overlap uh, in every area. Um, But uh, am I correct about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for some people, morality could be like a geographic thing, right? It could be like a regional thing. It could be rooted or based in religion or politics, um, gender. So there's so many nuances to like what morality really is. Like it's something that's like, for the most part, hard to define. The only thing that I feel like could be viewed across all cultures is like, just be kind, be thoughtful. Uh, don't kick your dog. Um, yeah. But, but even, like that. even that though, unless, unless you're in, in, in fucking certain countries where they eat dogs, yes. then all right. I guess, yeah, I guess Fair you enough. might kick them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but even, but even that though, right? Like even that's subjective, right? Being nice. Like, what does that even mean? Like that's, that's a completely subjective thing. Like somebody's done. Yeah, very nice. true. Okay. So we're laying all that groundwork, right? Uh, without further ado, let's just jump into the shit. This whole concept of is a sex bet moral, right? You, you, yeah. you, you gather a group of your friends and you're like, Hey, um, you know, we're, we're all verge. You know, we're all virgins here. Uh, nobody's uh, nobody's done the uh, dirty dance. I don't, I don't know what the cool thing is. To step, what do you call sex these days? What's you know, the, uh, yeah, so, no, no, no. Better yet, what do we call it in like the 90s, right? You know, you do the deed. Yeah. Do the thing. Uh, banging, I think, might be an appropriate term. Yeah. Uh, in high school, I know we used to say like, you know, did you get your dick wet? You know, the dick wet was was one. Did you smash? That's smash. A classic. That's, okay, that's that, always but good. That's one. more of two thousands. Those are all more of two thousands. Smash, yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Th- those are the only ones that come to mind. There's always hit. Hit is <laughs> hit, like a, you know, a, it's, it's a universal generation. That's a, that's a universal. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit hits can be used across. Uh, Did you crush? Yeah. Crush. Crush. Let me see. Crush. Not. I think smash. Oh, is, oh, oh! Is, you know what's the most '90s one? Knocking boots. Do you remember yeah, that? There are there are many a songs to that uh, to yeah. that descriptor. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's the most '90s one. Yeah. Had, had to dig deep in the archives for that one. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, you know, you, you got a group of your friends. You, you you're all talking about uh, you know the fact that you haven't knocked the boots yet, <laughs> um, and uh, one of your genius friends has a bright idea. Hey. Why don't we put some money on the line? Whoever is the first person uh, to, uh, to to knock them boots, uh, you know, they're going to win this pot of here money, you know, uh, that we're all going to put into. Uh, now, where are they getting this money? I don't know if they're getting allowance. I don't know if they have a side job. I don't know if they're working after school. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay. 
Um, but they, they've got this money, they put it into a pot and the first person to have the sex out of the group gets the money in the pot. Now we're going to be speaking to the morality of this, right? Is it moral to do so? Uh, would you like to go first or would you want me to go first or should we do this, uh, 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 football, uh, coin toss style to determine who, who should go first. What, what do you, you want? know what? Let's flip the coin. I call tails. It lands on tails. I'll go yeah. first. You got the coin. No, no, did no. you didn't hear it? Listen, I already flipped the coin. And I, right. I called tails. It landed oh, okay. on tails. I'm right. going first. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so do you do both? I think, now, now, just a just a disclaimer for anyone watching who is sensitive about us talking about the movie Woods, because it is it is a classic film. Uh, it is nostalgic to many of us. We're not attacking this movie. Uh, we're just highlighting a uh, you know a, 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 a idea or premise in the film. You know, we could have easily pivoted to like American Pie. We could have pivoted to uh, to to Superbad or any other teen movie or not another teen movie, whatever we decided to go with the wood here. So the question is, is a sex bet and it is the sex bet in the film, the wood moral or immoral, or, or is it a gray area? My first position on this is, you know, whether it, it is like immoral or destructive in any way. And, and, for me, I can't see, you know, a sex bet between a group of friends, whether it's a male group of friends or a female group of friends as destructive in any way or immoral in any way, uh, unless, unless it is regarding like taking advantage of someone, right? If it's just, Hey, who's going to lose their virginity first, right? If that is the bet, not necessarily specific to like, you know, who's going to lose their virginity first to this person or who's going to take that person's virginity first. Like let's say a group of guys are having a bet about like, who's going to take a girl's virginity or, you know, a group of women are having uh, a bet about which one of them is going to take you know, a guy's virginity, right? That involves someone who's being targeted and targeting someone might be immoral, but just a general bet. If you're a high school, junior, high school, senior, you're like, Hey guys, we'll put money in a pot on a weekly basis until someone loses their virginity. Whoever loses it first wins the money. I don't see it that as immoral. I don't see that as destructive. So, you know, I'm on the side of this where I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's kind of like a coming of age thing. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a learning phase that you go through in your teens if you're a man or a woman. Okay. Floor is yours. Fair enough. Um, so I, I'm glad that you you, uh, you you talked a little bit about age, right? Um, because that's going to be my first sort of uh, argument here of why actually it is immoral, right? Uh, because, uh, you know, as we know, uh, uh, sex as minors is uh, a no-no. Uh, both uh, just culturally as well as, you know, legally. Uh, so in all of these movies, or not, maybe not all, well, I guess all the movies that we're talking about, right? American Pie, uh, Super Bad, uh, and, and that was less of like a sex, but more so, hey, we're just going to set up a party so, we're <laughs> so we can fuck other people. Uh, uh, but uh, obviously between American Pie and The Wood, right? Um, that uh, they're all underage, right? And so if we're looking at it from, from that standpoint, um, it is immoral uh, because it, it goes against, and again, uh, it, it's, it's what the culture believes. It's what, you know, a certain, uh, what the laws may dictate, right? And culturally, it's frowned upon for teens and, you know, uh, um, 
you know, and those who are underage, no matter what that age is, whether we're talking about, oh, if we're counting underage is like 17 or uh, some places it's 16 um, to, you know, uh, to in terms of uh, sex with a minor being an illegal act. Um, In either case, these kids are clearly underage. And what are they, sophomores, I think, in high school or something like that, specifically here in the wood? Um, uh, But... Uh, yeah, long story short, they're all fucking underage, so they have no fucking business having sex, you know, uh, let alone fucking making a sex uh, sex pact, uh, a sex bet uh, about who's going to have sex first, you know? And then, and, and one of the things I'll I'll kind of point to uh, within the actual movie itself is uh, the scenes, uh, one, some of which we're seeing actually right now on the screen, uh, which is, uh, you know, as they go through this montage of the dudes trying to have sex, they're basically trying to coax you know, all these girls into having sex with them where the girls are like, man, fuck all that shit. You know, like, I'm not trying to do all that. You know, that sounds wild to me. Uh, so clearly they're, they're underage. They're, they're wildly inexperienced and they have no business anywhere, uh, uh around having sex. Uh, I, I defer to you. The floor is yours, my friend. So I think in your second, uh, in your, uh, in your commentary just there, you alluded to the fact that like there are laws around it, right? You know, the United States government or state bodies of government or um, local legislation has created laws to tell people whether when they can have sex and with who they can have sex and how they can have sex, right? And it is because, and you say it's a cultural thing. It is because uh, unfortunately our culture views um a very common thing that like a lot of people do all the time every day as taboo unless you could profit from it right like there's a porn industry and it is like the number one thing on the internet you could profit from that but like if you do it in your own home with consent it's not okay if you're like 16 which is really weird to me uh so my um because like you know at the age of 60 if if a if guy and girl who are dating in a relationship friends or whatever um if they both consent to ex, you know having sex you know exploring that right exploring should, should their sexuality. there not should, should there not be a, a limit to like the age so like what if what if somebody's like 12 right like, yeah so a- what i do think is is um there, there definitely should be an age limit i think mm-hmm. 16 for me so so now um, we're is, now we're in a, in a negotiation about the age right so we've already established that there should be a limit but we're just discussing what age is appropriate so i think and, and this again this is the gray area about it right it's you know is there someone at the age of 14 is this is someone able to make that decision for themselves sure now should they be making that decision with someone who is of relatively of the same age i do believe so so i think where you know i kind of like laws and and rules to this should come in is like if there's a a significant difference in age right or if the person is below a certain age to where they might be being manipulated or taken advantage of in some exactly. way there's a, that's what i'm asking there, there's so much gray area you know, I would, me personally, I would say like minimum age 15, 16, like that's where I would say minimum okay, age. So you, right? so you I, agree with what I was saying? So I agree with what you were saying, except for like some of the like more nuanced details of it. Like, uh, you know, you know, age difference, uh, like, you know, the person is like, if one person is 15 and the other person is 16, but they're both consenting, right? And like, let's say the minimum age is 16. Like, is that wrong? 
Morally, but didn't you just say really? that the age of 15 or 16 is where we should have a limit in terms of when people... Sure. But like, let's say, let's say one kid, let's say, you know, kid A is 16 and kid A is, or, and kid B is 15, but kid B turns 16 in three months, right? Like, is it, we wait three months for it to be illegal or is that just like gray area and like, you know, that, that it's hard to define. Right. Well, but I guess what I'm like the basis of what I was saying though, is that it's immoral based on the fact that whether you're talking about the laws or culturally acceptance, there is a limit to the age and in the wood, I I want to say they were in middle school, but I, I might not be right about that. No, like, they weren't in middle school. Minute. They were in high school. Weren't they, like, but they went to like, they went to like, I guess junior, was it just junior year that they jumped to? Cause they, uh, there was like this, a time they were in like junior. Yeah. They were in junior high. Right. And so I think they were like so, juniors or sophomores in high school. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Either way, they were around that age of like 14. They were 15, around like 15, 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, but you know, what I want to do is jump into my second, jump into my second point here. Right. So I think, I think we tend to look at this in like a gender specific fashion, right. Where, um, you know, the, the, the people generally making like bets about, you know, having sex or taking virginity, it, it, it's always, it, it, it always is positioned as like, it's just a male thing. It's like something men do, right. You know, guys are betting who could, you know, sleep with that girl first or who could take that girl's virginity or who's going to lose their virginity first. Um, but I would argue that it's something that's not gender specific, right. That like, you know, maybe a group of girls, maybe does the second, does the same thing. Like which one of them is going to lose their virginity on spring break or uh, senior week or something like that. Right. Um, and there's a, there's a certain taboo around the topic culturally that I think it's, 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 it's nonsense really. Right. Cause again, the same people who are saying it's wrong are the same people who are doing it in high school. And that happens generation after generation after generation. Um, it would be immoral if this was just, if this were, was something that only like the boys were able to do, if it were reserved for men or if it were reserved for women. But because this is not like a gender specific thing, it's just a taboo thing in our culture. I see, I see no reason for this to be like branded or labeled as in an immoral thing for high school kids exploring their sexuality uh, um, to be labeled as. Interesting. Uh, quick question, quick follow-up question. Uh, what does gender, I, as you were explaining, I wasn't quite clear what gender has to do with the morality of it. How are, how are the two connected? Still, so, I, I, you know, and I'll just position it like this, right? So I think if we're looking at, uh, if we're looking at morality, right. In terms of like gender specific, right. I think if you're why, saying like, why are we Oh, looking at it as gender, like what's connecting the two? Why, why does morality have anything to do with the gender? Like what is it? Yeah, well, it, it's like, it's who's doing it, right? It's like, if maybe if one group of people is doing it, it's immoral. If another group of people are doing it, it could be viewed as you know but something yeah, morally or is, ethical, maybe, right? This is the last time. I, like, I promise this is the last time I'll, I'll ask. But like, what is, but what is, who's saying that? Like what, who, like what, what is, we're talking about the wood. Uh, so yeah. like we're saying is it moral or not, but what is like, who's postulating that? Like it's because, or uh, because the boys are doing it, it's, it's immoral. But if girls were to do it, then it would be, um, you know, not immoral. 
Um, what, I'm, what I'm saying is like the stance in this movie, right? It's a group of guys making a sex bet, which could be viewed as immoral, right? Sure. Now, if it were like, let's say, you know, juxtaposition in this movie and it were a group of girls, would we be having that same conversation about morality or, or would we be talking about sure, um, the teenage sexual the journey, question, right? Which is, is it immoral? <laughs> I don't see. I, I, don't, I, I don't think we would be asking that same question. I honestly don't think we would if we're, if this movie were from like the female perspective and we're they too, were. Okay. Oh, okay. So like maybe we should have done this on the movie blockers then, right? The blockers was the uh, movie with like, uh, I think like John Cena and I forget who the fuck else was in it, but that was basically like a pack, like a, a some, I think it was uh, a girls who made like a pact of like, Hey, on prom night, we're going to get fucked or whatever the, uh, the, the case is. Um, so we could have easily have done this on blockers and asked literally the same exact question and not have blinked an eye at it, which is, is it? Yeah, see, but I, I mean, itself? we never even, we never even considered that. Why? Because like, you know, well, first of all, I've, even never, the movie, I've never watched blockers. So that's one of the yeah, first reasons. I've never watched it either. But like when we were talking about this subject, right, what were all the movies that we brought up? We brought up The Wood, we brought up American Pie, we brought up Superbad, which are all movies in which like a group of boys but to, but to are, be fair, are making bets or packs I, I, about sorry to virginity. Like interrupt you, but like th- there just weren't that many of those or really any movies that I can think of uh, from oh, like a woman's blockers, honestly, is the only movie that I know like mm-hmm. that I can remember from uh, from a girl's point of view or for, from a yeah. woman's point of view. Uh, and so I mean, and again, why is that? that right. I think it's because a completely different question. Though. Yeah, well, I think it's because it's easier to make a movie about like, you know, like a men doing it, right? Like men betting on sexuality and sex. It's like something like men would do, right? It's it's an immoral thing that men would do. But like the other side of it, like, again, if juxtaposition, if this were a group of women, would we even be having the conversation about morality? And I don't think we would because of the way society views male sexuality and female sexuality. So, you know, the reason I I bring up gender is because, you know, whether it's like a group of men or a group of women, I don't think it's immoral for either gender to, uh, you know, in in their their teenage years to have this type of uh, view or stance on their sexuality and maybe like make a, make a bet between friends. Right. Still not sure. I fully understand exactly where you were coming from with that, but fair enough. Cause you're not um, listening with your ears today. Sure. <laughs> you gotta sure. listen with your ears. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what else would I really listen with? But okay, fair enough. Um, uh, so putting all that, that aside, the, my second point for why it actually is immoral is it actually has to do with what the overall goal is, right? If the overall goal um, is, and in the wood, it was to have sex with anybody, right? Um, which honestly, I kind of don't really think that's immoral. Uh, uh, if your, your goal is, it doesn't really matter who you have sex with. Right. But although I guess maybe I'll get, get to that later, but, um, but if your actual goal is to have sex with somebody who, um, is, uh, is somebody who you actually want to like date and actually like have feelings for, and you're essentially placing a wager on that prospect that you'll have sex with uh this person that you actually care about then i would say it actually is immoral because then uh what comes into it is the the idea of deceit right that you know we tend to judge things uh, in terms of morality um like so for instance um being truthful like you, you talked a little bit at the beginning of like 
there's some like universal things, which, which I kind of contend, uh, contest, but, but for argument's sake, let's say that there are some universal things that we consider as more, right? Being truthful, I would argue is one of those things, right? And would you agree or disagree with that? I'd agree with that. Okay. So if you're, if you're, if, if being truthful is a moral trait, right. Um, and, uh, you're doing the sex bet and you're not telling the person who you're trying to have sex with, who you supposedly care about, uh, uh, that, uh, the reason, the real reason, or one of the, you know, main reasons why you're trying to have sex with them is because, uh, of this sex bet, then I would consider that an immoral, uh, act because you're being deceitful, uh, in, 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 in this fact, in this act especially uh if you know if your goal is to date the person or or if you if you if you're saying you care about the person which is why in every fucking movie that you've seen whether it's the wood uh, or american pie uh it tends to be the case where when the person actually does have feeling for the feelings for the other person then they don't even tell people about the bet uh, or, or they don't tell the people involved with the bet about the fact that they had sex with the person right um so you can point to uh, there was the, uh, the, the two people who were in the band, uh, who, who were in the singing group, uh, in American pie that they, they had sex. And I guess he just didn't tell them, uh, tell the dudes about that because he was just like, no, I care about her, you know? Um, and, uh, was it, I can't remember if Jason Biggs character, if, uh, if he told them, but I, like a long story short, mostly all of them were just like, didn't fucking say anything because they cared about the people that they, um, you know, uh, that they, uh, wound up, uh, wound up having sex with, you know? Um, so I would contest here in the wood. Uh, it actually is an immoral act because if it's from the standpoint of that, you actually care about the person you're trying to have sex with, that's the caveat that I, I would throw in there. Um, yeah. So that caveat, what, what is that? Right. That is like gray area. So what what I heard is that like the bet itself may or may not be immoral. It is the lying to the person that you care about um, that you would be having sex with. That yeah, but that, but that has to do with the bet, right? That you can't be a part of the bet if you're not like trying to have sex with people, right? So the, the caveat has to do with the actual bet itself. So you're you're not, it's not as if you you say we're trying to have sex with somebody in like a vacuum of just like, Oh, like we're just going to say that, and then we're not actually going to treat that. But you're—you actually have to have another human being that <laughs> that you're trying yeah. to have sex with. So it's a caveat in the sense of what is your actual goal? Is your actual goal just to have sex with anybody? Which I might argue that that's actually not necessarily immoral. Then for like in terms of a sex bet, because at the end of the day, you don't really give a shit about the person you're trying to have sex with. So yeah. So like in the movie, movie, like what if one of the guys was like, "Hey, like I, I made they this did. bet. Two, There's two this pot." Two of them said that. Yeah. Um, but, but they didn't like, but the girls didn't go along with it. Right. Not the ones that, uh, well, they, eventually they did. Uh, so eventually one yeah. of them did win the bet. Um, but the, mm -hmm. some of the, in the montages, no. So most of the girls that they were trying to have sex with them. Yeah. So, so again, the, the morality there is based off of like, you know, uh, whether or not you're disclosing this bet with the other person, it's okay sure. if you disclose it and the other person agrees to it, to win the bet, it's not okay. Or it's not moral if the other person is unaware of it. Right. So, you know, I, it, but I, it is, I, I, the reason why I would argue it, it, it is the second act. It is the, are you being honest or dishonest with that person who's the other person who's involved? But the first act, the bet itself, there's no, that that is not immoral. It's the second act that may or may not be. Well, I mean, they're forever intertwined, right? Like you, you're not, 
Uh, no, I would say there, there, there are two very distinct parts of it. There's the first act, the bet, and then there's the second act, which is like the action can, of actually doing the, it. <laughs> you're not going to have the first act without eventually having the second act, right? Like that's the whole. Or in, the well, bit. yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. You could have what? the first act, and then you don't have the second act. And what is that? Then you lose the bet if you if the second act doesn't take place. No, oh, well, no, 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 not necessarily if it doesn't take place, but because the, the actual you win the bet if you have sex with the person, right? But that doesn't yeah. prevent you from trying to have sex with people, right? So regardless of if you win the bet or not, you're still actively trying to, ha- like you're still actively being deceitful, are you not? Not really. I mean, because you'd be, whether there was a bet or not, you'd be, I mean, <laughs> come on, this is so this it, is high school, right? So whether there's a bet or not, you would still be trying to do that, right? Now there's just, you know, a potential- No, uh, no, no, not necessarily. Uh, not return in your investment on not, the line. Not necessarily, uh, because you might, be, the, the bet is acting as incentive, right? The reason why there's money involved is because, hey, whoever is the first person to do this, wins the money. This is literally the stance behind all gambling, right? <laughs> Which is we're going to put this money in this thing. And if you're the person who wins the thing, then you get the money, right? That's that's called incentive, right? So therefore placing the bet gives you incentive to try to go and have sex as before anybody else does, right? So yes, there's clearly there's going to be the second part because uh, uh, because you're going to try to have sex with somebody in order, even if you don't really care about having sex, just to win the fucking money, right? Because you, especially as a well, no, the, the money is the money is the second incentive. Let's let's be real about that. Like, no, no, there's that, there's, and, and that, there's and a that's, primary that's instinctual you, incentive. That's fair for you, what you. That's fair to say. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, there's always going to be incentive to try to have sex. It's not like you're going to make the bet and be like, all right, I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm just going to go read a book in a library. No, you're yeah. <laughs> like Listen, if, I, if you have a sex bet, you're going to go try to have sex. <laughs> Yeah, and and if there was no bet, you're just, you'd still do the same thing, which is why I don't know. But it's not as, not as not as uh uh not not. But again, you don't have that incent added incentive to it, right? That if you you might just try to go have sex just to have sex, but there's no like there's no outside of your own want to have sex. There's no actual incentive outside of just having sex. But if there if you add money, if like listen, oh, that's the only I incentive I need. Okay, that's you. Anything okay. else is icing on the cake. That, that's you. Uh, if you would like to get to your third point, please. So, so my third point on this really comes down to like just that, right? The incentive, the instinctual human incentive, whether a bet exists or not. Whether you know if, if you're a high school boy or girl, it is something that is instinctual. You have your little boyfriend, you have your little girlfriend. You know it's it's the weekend, it's summer break, it's winter break, it's it's senior week, whatever. It is an instinctual thing, and there's nothing immorally uh, uh, immoral about that, right? So um, you know, in their situation, like it's something that they were all trying to do anyway. Now they just added a second incentive to say, hey, whoever. Uh, um, when whoever does it first wins a little bit of money, right? You, you take it, you buy some Bitcoin. A couple years later, you're you're a millionaire, right? Uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. Again, I, 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 but I do agree with your earlier point where um, disclosure should be um, disclosure is is what muddies the water a little bit, right? Like, do you tell the person that um, you're trying to sleep with about this bet, or do you? conceal that information. Now, the question I would ask then is like, who does it hurt? 
like, does it or does it not hurt the person if you choose not to disclose it with them? Right. Like, let's say you, you hook up with, you know, girl in English class and you win the bet. Uh, and then all that really happens then is, you know, you, you win some money that she doesn't know about and it doesn't hurt that person in any way. And again, the same thing goes with like, if you know, the, a girl hooks up with a guy and she wins money for it and, and in no way does it hurt him or invalidate him. So, which goes back to my first point, this is a non-destructive thing. Nobody really gets hurt. There's no real damage done here. It is a private bet between a group of friends that ultimately doesn't hurt anyone. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way this is the only appropriate way to uh, respond to this what <laughs> of course it hurts people what the that makes who does it hurt what okay okay well, no, no, answer that first question all, who gets all, hurt yeah, I, i'm trying to answer the question please just let me get there um first of all in literally what were you watching when you watched any of these movies uh were you actually like watching the movie or were you just like oh they're having sex because inevitably the, the the lesson learned in every one of the stories is that the person who um, they're essentially trying to have sex with, either they don't tell that person and they don't claim the bet because they know that would hurt their feelings or the person ends up fucking finding out about the bet and is pissed that, Hey, why the fuck are you using me for, for a bet that this like us having sex? And honestly, it's, it's, you're a teenager. So, and all these dudes are like virgins, right? And one might assume that maybe all the, the, the girls that they're trying to sleep with are, are virgins as well. The first time you have sex with somebody and you find out that maybe they did like you, but also another incentive for them was that they would win money if they had sex with you, right? Um, uh, and, and it wasn't a sex pack, but, uh, or sex bet, but, uh, uh, she's all that, right. Wasn't that kind of a thing there where she finds out that it was a bet that he could make her prom queen or whatever the fuck it was. Um, uh, and then she found out and she was like, what the fuck, you know, like this is some bullshit, you know? Um, and yeah, or, or 10 things I hate about you. Right. She finds out that, uh, the dude's being paid to like date her, uh, right. Heath Ledge's character was, uh, was, uh, trying to date, um, uh, fucking Julia Stiles uh, character, right? Um, and she was pissed, right? Because there was money involved, right? Hey, you're not doing this out of the fucking, out of the fact that you really fucking like me. It's in, at least in part because you're getting money. There's an exchange yeah. of, of money in that case, uh, which and, I would And you know what the, what the big problem with all of these films is, is that like the people involved are not looking at the financial gain, right? If that were me, if I could go back to junior year in high school and some girl <laughs> were to come to me and say, hey, Arane, uh, I've got this bet. If you smash, if we smash in the wrestling room downstairs at Wild Lake High School, um, if you go down the hall to the right, uh, and <laughs> I know that. I remember that well. Like everybody's trying to have sex in the uh, the fucking. The yeah, everybody knew the wrestling room was always open <laughs> um, with the nice cushy mats. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they were always sterilized too. Anyway. Um, so if some young young lady came to me in high school and she was like, hey, I got this bet going on and, you know, I'll win a hundred bucks if if we go smash in the wrestling room. I'm like, OK, great. Well, I just need, you know, I need 25 percent of the, the revenue from this transaction. Yeah. Bam, let's go. You know, yeah. have you heard of Bitcoin yeah. or Tesla? Yeah. You know, I, let's you pay here's me in Bitcoin. The, here's, the, here's a quick response for your joke is that. Uh, not everybody is a sociopath like you. So some people actually have feelings. <laughs> this is um, about economics. Right. So that's what I'm trying to explain. This is Capitalism. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to explain is, is that uh, some people are less concerned uh, with the, the socioeconomic uh, um, uh, impacts of the said bet um, and more. Well, those um, people deserve to be taken advantage of. I'm Jesus sorry. This is America. Christ. OK, <laughs> I'm just playing by the American rules. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah, you are an American, I guess. So, you know, this explains. No, no, America no, listen, quite, I am Jamaican, but I'm playing by American rules as the country we live in. You're a citizen. Rob you're, you're, you're a citizen of the United States of America. So no, uh, listen. To yeah. all of our viewers and listeners, rob, cheat, steal, and lie. That's the American way. Fair Those enough. are the founding yeah. principles of this great country. So you see, while my opponent here uh, 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 decides to, uh, you know, devolve the conversation into jokes, into, you know, uh, I am going to stay on message here, okay? It is, uh, uh, it is immoral. Um, honestly, because of the, what you just said, which is essentially, uh, oh, hey, if you don't want to make money with me, then um, then fuck you. Right. Uh, which is essentially the the summary of what you just said, uh, uh, which, uh, you know, again, that would point to an immoral uh, uh, base uh, for this sex pack. But I will get to my my final point here, uh, which is the idea of gambling itself. Now, uh, one might argue that gambling itself isn't immoral. Some others actually would would argue that it absolutely is immoral, right? Uh, because of what gambling essentially does to people, right? Eventually speaking, sometimes, uh, not all the time, uh, I'll fully admit, but sometimes uh, it leads to addiction, right? Some people get addicted to gambling and suddenly they fucking gamble their fucking uh, life savings away. Or maybe it's not even their life savings, but maybe they gamble way more than they fucking should. And it leads to problems within their relationship, problems within their life, right? Um, uh, and, and so... Um, depending on what you're more and this kind of goes back to what we the groundwork that we laid in the beginning which is uh, uh morals are subjective right to, to the individual so i would say that in this movie the wood right let's get back to the movie in this movie the wood you have mike's uh uh you have uh i guess omar app's character as he gets older but uh i forget the name of the, the person who acted as him as young mike but you have mike who uh, he's a he's a nice Southern boy from North Carolina. I would say that according to his own morals, which he has a mom who's a God fearing woman. I don't I don't know that, but she she seemed like she was the you know, Sunday service type of person. Um, uh, God fearing woman who you know uh, uh, you know uh, taught him certain values and things like that in life. By his own moral basis, uh, this would be an immoral act. Uh, uh, with that. Uh, I, I would rest my case, uh, but uh, long story short, we will leave it up to you, the audience, to decide uh, whether uh, the sex bet in the wood was an immoral or moral act. Uh, and uh, yeah, let us know in the comment section below what, what you guys think. Uh, let us know who, yeah. what your stance is. Uh, and let us know yeah. whose side you're on too. If you're, Are you on my side? Do you, like me, prefer women who are about finance, finances and financial gain, who live in a capitalistic economy and, and, and acknowledge that, yeah. who are trying to buy stocks? You know, we're trying to we're trying to get some Bitcoin. We're trying to get some GameStop shares. Or, or are you on Tuesday's side where oh, we got to be sensitive to everybody? We gotta yeah. Disclosure. Yeah, I'll remind everybody. Nothing consent just said means I'm Jesus kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that he just said had anything to do with what the actual argument was. It's all just fluff 
and 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 fucking pyrotechnics to make you look over there, right? Uh, it's, so it's I like pyrotechnics. What the actual argument was, okay? So uh, I'll remind all of you of that uh, for if you do decide to pick sides, just remember that fact. He was giving you it's it, just like an American would uh, 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 give you a whole bunch of nonsense with no actual fact or base in reality in it, just things to distract you, okay? All right. Moving the fuck on. Uh, I thought that was a very healthy <laughs> and spirited conversation. Uh, I'd enjoyed, uh, I, I, I really much enjoyed besting you in that conversation. But uh, nonetheless, we have to move on here to uh, to our first uh, trailer here. We're going to do a little bit of a trailer review here or a trailer, I guess, uh, reaction. Um, so we get a trailer here of The Courier, which is, uh, the quick synopsis is it's a Cold War spy uh, uh, Greenville uh, Wine, I believe. Wine? Uh, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, and his Russian source tried to put an end to the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. This is directed by Dominic Koch, written by Tom O'Connor, and stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Rab. Okay, look, just some other people whose names I cannot pronounce. Um, and then is uh, it's released on March 19th of uh, 2019. Um, so we are going to quick react to this here trailer. Okay, here we go. Sounds like work. No, tell them I'm in my chair. Yes, he's just walked in. This is unexpected. I can't believe I'm actually having lunch with spies. <laughs> I'm just a salesman. Exactly. You're a civilian, so the KGB won't be watching. It would be a real service to Great Britain. What do you want me to do? I'm here to open a door to the top manufacturers in the West. Will I be putting myself in danger? If this mission was the least bit dangerous, you really are the last man we'd send. Make sure you wear it while you're in Moscow. What does this do? Shoot poison darts? Everyone you meet, assume they're KGB. Every Russian is an eye of the state. Just be a career. Just a career. For Russian sea. From now on, you will be selling one thing. The idea that you are an ordinary businessman and nothing more than an ordinary businessman. Weapons of war must be abolished before they abolish us. I am asking you to stop going to Moscow. I am asking you as your wife. I want you to be involved. What if I get caught? Then execute me, correct? We can't get him out. If things were the other way around, Minkowski would abandon you. He would never leave me to die, and I'm not leaving him. I'm volunteering to bring back the best source of Soviet intelligence you've got at a time where Russia and America are on the brink of nuclear war. We're only two people. But this is how things change. Intriguing, for sure. 
so I, I genuinely do enjoy like psychological, like spy thriller movies. Right. Um, I generally do not like kind of like t- period time period pieces where like this movie set during a particular period of time. Like, what is this? Like, was it the cold war? Uh, Yes. Uh, so this is a kind of set. I, I, I think in like the, I'm going to get my history wrong here, but um, in between like the 19, like 60s, 70s, somewhere around there, right? When, when like the, the, the Russian, uh, the Cuban, uh, or I'm sorry, you have the Cuban Missile Crisis. I believe that was during like JFK time period, right? So I think that would, yeah. that would set this like around the 60s or 70s. Yeah, see, like, that whole period of time I don't really give a fuck about so like you know I generally I don't that, like I don't really care about like that, that what time, time period right? do you like, care about is the question uh, between 2010 and now it's the only time <laughs> Wait, that doesn't even include when you were born <laughs> yeah listen you know uh uh, so, somebody asked me the other day, right? This is this, somebody is a white person. She was like, "Oh, what period in time in history would you go back to?" And I'm like, "Yesterday. That's as far back as I want to go." You know? <laughs> well, you know what? No, I'd, I'd probably go back to 2010 just to like not fuck up, uh, not take out all those student loans that I took out. Yeah. But like that—that's a completely different thing, right? As you keep liking, exactly. Like to bring up. Right. Bitcoin, Tesla, Amazon, and and all that shit, right? Well, you you um, might be a little too late on Amazon, but yeah, Bitcoin for sure. No, no. In 2010, Amazon wasn't. It wasn't as healthy. It wasn't what it was, it but it was. It was in the realm of. It might not have been a. Uh, uh, all I fine. needed was like f- 10 shares 10 by then sell now I'm good um, but anyway so like but what intri- intrigues me about this movie is like you know the the, the, the psychological spy thriller um, I, I generally like these types of movies um, I also like that this movie seemed to have a little bit of like charm and, and a sense of humor about it um, which Benedict Cumberbatch seems to be able to pull off very well I mean we've seen him more recently in um, the Doctor Strange films we've seen him in like uh, Endgame um, and even though his character Doctor Strange is like more of like a serious um, serious uh, sorcerer of, of, of the magic uh, of, of the magician's realm or whatever the fuck what is it called is it the magician what realm is it's not like a fucking geek <laughs> isn't, isn't he like but isn't he the uh, the protector of like the earth realm I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just proceed. I don't know what you're trying no, to do. No, Doctor Strange, isn't he like the sorcerer of like the Earth's realm or some shit like that? Sure. Why not? Let's, yeah, let's see, proceed. Let's, you don't point. pay attention to okay. that. You got to know this shift. Uh, so anyway, so he's a magician. He's a sorcerer or whatever. Uh, but, he, but he still is like very uh, witty and charming and like his sense of humor um, it, it is sharp and it plays well to that, that character. And I, I think he does it well in a lot of his films. He has like this very like serious kind of demeanor, but he still happens to be funny. I feel like that's going to come across in this movie. This movie looks pretty good. looks interesting. Um, as long as I don't have to pay fucking 1999 for this movie, uh, I'll watch it. Fair enough. Um, so I actually really enjoyed seeing uh, Rachel uh, uh, Brosnahan, I believe. I might be not pronouncing that correct. Uh, but she's uh, she's actually uh, obviously the, the main actress in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, which, uh, which I, I started to watch. Uh, we're in, like, I think, season two right now. Um, but I, I thought she's I think she's a great actress, man. It, it's weird how like and you, you talked about this being a timepiece and how you don't usually don't like it. Dude, she gets typecasted in these so fucking much. Um, 
in these like sort of like period pieces. Uh, and I don't know, like she was just in a movie recently and I think it was, uh, I'm your woman. That's what it was called. Uh, and it was kind of like set in like, I think the seventies the or eighties. Uh, but it's almost like they're just like, yeah, no, you cannot act in anything from your own time period. I'm sorry. We just refuse. It's like, once you get typecasted into, into that specific thing, then you're done. Anyways. Uh, so I, it was great seeing her in, uh, you know, in the trailer for this. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is always going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, really, anything that he's in, he's going to knock out of the park. Uh, whether you'll enjoy the actual movie or not is, is always a mystery. But, um, but I, you know, he's 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 always great in anything that he does. So I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt uh, there. Um, this story looks even interesting. Which again, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Which is like I, I usually you can usually miss me with these fucking like Cold War era like you know espionage type situations. I really don't, you know. I really don't affiliate, not affiliate. Uh, I really don't um, I identify with them. I, yeah. I, I don't identify with them. I don't really uh, have any sort of like they're, they don't, I can't relate to them really at all. Uh, so it's hard for me to like really sort of like enjoy them. I know there's some, hey, shout out to my man, Dan. Um, he, 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 he loves that shit. So uh, uh, this, I, I would assume would be, I, I need to ask him personally, but, um, but I would assume this would be some, some, something more up his, uh, more up his alley. But, all that being said, it's actually looked pretty decent. So um, that was our reaction to The Courier. Uh, and so leave the comments below which uh, what, what you thought about the, the, the trailer uh, for uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, new film. Um, with that, we will move on uh, to our second trailer that we're going to do here. Uh, so I think I want to uh, have a little more to say about this one. Uh, so this is Barb and the Star, uh, uh, Barb and Star go to Vista del Mar. Uh, so this uh, is about lifelong friends Barb and Star who embark on the adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their small, t- uh, small mid- midwestern town for the first time ever. Uh, this is joint, uh, directed by Josh uh, Greenbaum and uh, written by Annie. Um, uh, Mumolo, uh, as well as Kristen Wiig. Uh, so, uh, Kristen Wiig, uh, as well as Annie, uh, Mumolo, uh, actually star in the movie as well. And we, we know them from just so many fucking other things. Obviously Saturday Night Live, we know Kristen Wiig from, um, I don't know if Annie's from Saturday Night Live. I, I don't think so, but I also might be wrong about that, but they're, they were both definitely in, um, uh, the bridesmaids, um, or I guess bridesmaids is what it's more commonly known as. Um, and so, uh, and so it's, it's so dope that they both, you know, had a hand in writing or not a hand. They literally wrote the, the film themselves. Uh, and, and so that, that's great on them. Uh, and then, uh, this also stars, uh, Jamie, uh, Duran, as well as, uh, Damian Wayne's or Damon Wayne's junior and is due out for release on February 12th, uh, of this year. Uh, without further ado, we will jump into this story or the trailer rather. Um, here we go. Stranger things what are you doing? Oh, I was just playing with this lamp. Oh. <laughs> I'm Star. Short for Starbra. Assume yours is Barbara. Nope. Just Barb. Plain old Barb. I want to thank Barb and Star for hosting tonight's Talking Club. And for making their hot dog soup. I like the salt. I like the hot dog. It's not as runny as it usually is. Ah, what is she drawing? Oh, she gives me bigger teeth. Love big teeth. She loves big teeth. Even if it's just two eyes on a 
Fenty. Look, my new phone case. <laughs> I love it! It's like I'm listening to the ocean. Wait, we don't have cell phones. I know I'm gonna take it home and glue it to our landline. I'm Barb, and this is Star. Roll number again, please, sir. Six eleven. Six eleven? Oh my, Barb! Oh my God, she's six eleven. Six eleven? We're in one twenty four. Huh? What do you think? Quick Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. I, I didn't see anything interesting about that movie at all. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. No, maybe no maybe I st- maybe I'm still a little bit hurt by uh Kristen Wiig's performance in Wonder Woman 1984. Um was this movie all does this wait, also wait, wait, did you think that did you think that she had a bad performance in 1984? Or did you think yes. it was just a bad movie? Uh, I think it was a bad movie, and I also think she uh, didn't do too well in that movie. I'm not going to say she was terrible, um, but I don't, just don't think she really uh, did too well as the, the character Cheetah in that movie. Um, yeah. But again, it, it could have been it could have been the direction of the film, could have been the editing, could have been the writing. Um, uh, <sighs> there's nothing f- that I saw from her in that movie that I, I thought like she did particularly well. Uh, so, so I might be carrying over a little bit of baggage into this movie, but it also looks like this movie was like, you know, maybe this is like the vacation she took before she met Diana in DC in 1984. Or maybe this movie, maybe this was after everybody renounced their wish. And then she took this trip to, uh, to, to fucking, where is this somewhere in Florida, Del Mar? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, um, this is a movie that I will spend zero time watch searching for or watching. It just, it just doesn't look like my my kind of thing. Um, charming and witty and probably really funny. I, I feel like a lot of people would enjoy this. I'm not in that group of people. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think you're going to get classic Kristen Wiig. And, uh, and from what I've seen from, from Annie uh, Momolo, this is, you know, pretty much up her alley. Uh, in terms of the kind of brand of, of, of comedy. Um, honestly, this actually reminds me of one of Kristen Wiig's characters from Saturday Night Live. I forget, I forget what the exact, exact name is, but it's just basically like, I think a woman who works in like a shopping center or something like that. I don't know. I, I forget exactly what the fuck it is, but it kind of reminds me of that flavor. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't view this as any different than any other like Kristen Wiig movie, you know, that uh, that we might have watched. And, and speaking to her role in Wonder Woman, I, I thought she was just her in that movie. I, you know, I didn't think that she added any new sauce to it. I think it was just what we always get from Kristen Wiig, whether, whether we see it in uh, um, Bridesmaids or, um, or what she provided on Saturday Night Live. You know, I think we we kind of got kind of the, the same thing. And honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, some some people just kind of have a shtick and they, they kind of stick to that shtick. Or like seeing Keanu Reeves in any movie ever, you're going to see the same character over and over again, right? But yet we don't complain when it's Keanu Reeves. What? You know? No, there's the House by the Lake, John Wick, Neo. What was different about literally any of those characters outside of their story? 
the way everything he was literally the same. <laughs> it's like this no. is an argument. I don't understand how it, it's the same it's, face because it's the same guy, different Keanu. Listen, Keanu has so much range; it's insane. He has so you, much range. You think you, 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 it's like something that's moving so fast. You think it's not moving, right? Right. Now that's that's exactly what's happening here. You're right. Uh, I was yeah. mistaken. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, but also his agent doesn't agree with you because he, <laughs> he keeps booking him in his roles like Keanu. They ask for anything different. You fucking have yet to deliver. Some and of the biggest movies of all time. The Matrix. John yeah, Wick. 100%. And it's the same character in every movie. Constantine. Uh, that was our reaction to Barb uh, and Stargo to uh, Vista Del Mar. Uh, drop a comment in the comment section below. Let us know what you uh, what your reaction to the, uh, the trailer is, what you think about Barb and Star uh, going to uh, Vista Del Mar. Uh, and again, that movie is due out on February 12th of this year. You know, I think it's one of the kind of the casualties of, of obviously COVID and uh, that it was supposed to come out, I think sometime last year and didn't. Uh, so now we're, we're just getting it now. Um, which uh, I will add a little caveat or not a caveat, but just like a little uh, note, uh, that it's interesting seeing people like do just like normal things in movies because I'm caught in between this weird area where it's just like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa what about COVID? What are you guys doing? <laughs> like, is everybody, is everybody gotten vaccinated? Like what, what the fuck's going on in this, in this, uh, in this trailer you got going on here? But you have to remember that. Yeah. Okay. For one, this is probably shot, you know, before that, but then two, um, it's a fucking movie. So, you know, we, we, we have to uh, suspend our disbelief, I guess. Uh, so in any event, we will move on to our next topic. Um, so we're going to, uh, conversate about how Ryan Kogler came into a bag, a uh, big bag from, from Disney. Um, so to, to, to give you, um, you know, just, just a really sort of like brief synopsis of what's going on. Basically, uh, Ryan Kogler, uh, received, uh, a, a big deal from uh, from Disney, uh, basically a five year overall deal uh, between him and Disney T- uh, Disney TV uh, and uh, Kogler's uh, production company Proximity Media. Uh, uh, so he's basically going to be developing. And obviously, if you don't know who the fuck Ryan Kogler is, I'm, I'm sorry for you, but he's a writer and director. Okay, yeah, the same people who don't know who Ryan uh, um, uh, Kugler is are the same people who didn't watch The Wood. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're 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 you know they probably have some some hooded uh, sheets in their past, but uh, they're they're they're, they're, che- they're on people. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, um, and so he's developing a Wakanda-based Disney uh, Plus series, um, and uh, he'll also have a hand in um, in developing other shows um, set in the uh, the, the MCU. Um, so I, I obviously know how I feel about this and, and what I'm going to say, but uh, how do you how do you feel about Ryan uh, Kogler uh, jumping into uh, this this new deal? I mean, I think this makes this makes perfect sense, right? Uh, so back in what was it? When was the uh, original the first Black Panther movie released? Was that 2019, 2018? Uh, yeah. So uh, 2018, uh, the uh, Black Panther film grossed uh, was it 1.3 uh, 1.34 billion dollars. Um, for Disney, uh, for uh, Marvel Studios, um, Ryan Coogler has also had a hand in a lot of other great films. One of my favorites, Fruitvale Station, um, uh, also starring uh, 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 Michael B. Jordan. Um, and, you know, 
uh, unfortunately, uh, we, we had the passing of Chadwick Boseman towards the end of 2019, uh, sorry, towards the end of 2020. Um, but there's so much more story to be told for both uh, Black Panther as well as uh, Wakanda. So this this makes sense. And we know that Disney's they're like leaning really hard into um, the MCU, a, a lot of series, another um, uh, series that we're going to talk about here in just a moment. And again, it, it just makes sense. There's there's more story to be told there. Ryan Ryan Coogler, he's uh, he's a great director. He's a great writer. Um, you know, we saw what happened with the Mandalorian and how successful that was. And uh, I think the Wakanda series would just be another huge success for. Uh, both Disney and Marvel, as well as like Disney Plus TV, um, bringing subscribers to that streaming service as well, like keeping subscribers. Um, and I mean, this is a great way to bring in like a diverse uh, fan base, not just a fan base of like Marvel and Disney, but like uh, may- maybe like a more diverse fan base as well. So um, I think there are a lot of reasons why this is a good move for uh, for, for Disney Plus. Yeah, um, obviously, this is a good move for Disney TV Plus because uh, Kohler, I think, is 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 honestly one of the best directors uh, working today. Uh, and, and I say that with no uh, if ands or buts. Uh, I think he's his ability to tell a story uh, is is great. And 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 I, I think perhaps he might not get the credit he deserves simply because he's uh, he's uh, over the last couple of films. Um, I guess, well, yeah, or I guess over the last couple of films that he's done, it's more like big ticket movies. So with those big ticket movies, they tend not to give you the respect you deserve. But I would point everybody to, just like you mentioned, Fruitvale Station as like, okay, you know, this dude knows how to tell a story. He knows how to bring the emotional pull out of a story. And even so much that he's able to do that even with, uh, I think maybe to a lesser extent, Black Panther, but uh, definitely with the first Creed movie. Uh, he did more with that movie than anybody was ever expecting <laughs> to be done yeah. with a, 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 a post-Rocky, Rocky-esque movie. Uh, nobody was expecting anything like that. Uh, in fact, I, I would assume that everybody was expecting for it to just be another fucking, you know. Yeah, it was, people were expecting it to be more of the same, which you got was like a really good story that you were familiar with, but like in a very, very different perspective. It was fresh. Uh, so yeah, was, like, yeah. It, it, it was fresh. It was bold, uh, but it also harkened back to some of the old stuff, which is a hard balance to to do. Any of yeah. it. Um, uh, but the way more interesting thing to me in this was the part that spoke to the fact that he'll also have a hand in other shows set in the MCU. That's the part that stands beyond the Wakanda stuff, uh, the kind of series that he's, he's going to be doing. This is progress. This is progress now. Uh, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe some people are like, no, it's not progress. You know, this, you know, there's still a lot of, which there's clearly a lot to be done. But to me, this is progress because uh, somebody with his ability to tell stories should have a hand in every series you know and it should have a little bit something to do with his fresh take on 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 the direction of the mcu um and his ability to see things that other people might not be able to see um or or convey things people might not be able to convey his perspective i i think is 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 invaluable from that standpoint um and you know being a being a black man especially one with the ability to tell stories like he can oh man he he can take the mcu in places that we never really expected it for it to go outside of the context of just Black Panther, uh, outside of the yeah. context of just Wakanda. Um, he can just he can bring so much to, to the table. Um, so obviously, big up 
to him uh, with that. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, what what he does. Again, not just with the Wakanda series. Sure, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And obviously, uh, Black Panther 2 is uh, going to be coming out as, at some point, uh, you know, in the future. But uh, but really, I'm interested to see how involved he's going to be in some of these other stories that I think yeah. could really be uh, super interesting. Particularly, like when we look at um, all of the Netflix, um, MCU shows that have moved, um, that have, like were canceled on Netflix and that are going to be moving over to uh, Disney Plus, um, you know, of all of those different shows, again, there's uh, um, there's Jessica Jones, there's um, oh, 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 uh, hold, hold, hold that thought. We're, we're going to talk about that in our, in our in yeah, we're going to talk about it. But like, like those are some of the the shows that I think like you know if he has a hand in in like writing those or directing those. Um, uh, you know, maybe like Luke Cage that like, I think he could really elevate those stories. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, man, uh, you know, just like we did for, for Shonda Rhimes, I think, uh, <laughs> my friend, um, job well done. Uh, I'm just very interested to see where his career goes overall, man. Um, uh, super interesting dude, man. He's, he's from Oakland, uh, California, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, and, and again, his, his ability to, to tell stories, man, um, it's I, I, there's not that many, I think, directors working right now who have that ability to uh, uh, to 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 evoke some of the things that he's able to invoke uh, in, in his films. Um, so I, I'm very much here for 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 all of that happening. And, and congratulations to him for, for getting the bag from Disney. Uh, but it's not just about what we think. It's about what you guys think as well. Let us know in the comment sections below. What do you think about Ryan Kogler uh, getting the uh, getting getting the bag, the deal, uh, you know, uh, running the tables, uh, uh, you know, uh, for, for, for Disney here? Um, let us know in the comment uh, section below what you uh, what you think about it. Um, with that, we will move forward to a, uh, some other Disney news here. Um, so. Uh, you know, this past week we we got news that, um, or I guess maybe not news, right? Uh, maybe it's just uh, rumors at this point. But basically, John um, Bernthal uh, will potentially be back as Punisher, which you had mentioned in the segment before that uh, we've got some of the older uh, Netflix uh, created. Uh, Marvel shows that got canceled. I don't think that there's really been much movement quite yet on any of those shows actually moving over to like Disney Plus or them bringing those shows back in any specific way. But uh, it's rumored right now that John Berthold is going to be back at some point in time um, as 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 the the, the Punisher. Um, so first thought, first things first. Uh, let me get your thoughts on on what you think of that potential return. And uh, uh, what that might mean um, for the uh, for the MCU going forward. Listen, I, I think this is uh, it's something that we were kind of like already anticipating and expecting. It's something that absolutely should happen. Nothing else makes more sense than this in terms of um, you know reprising any of those shows that were uh, those MCU shows that were canceled on Netflix and moving those over to the Disney Plus platform. I mean, would it be Jessica Jones? No. Uh, would it be Luke Cage as much as I enjoyed that show? No. The Defenders? Definitely not. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, um, Iron, uh, Fist. Iron, uh, Iron Fist? Nah, I'll pass on that too. And then we have uh, Daredevil. Daredevil was a great show. I do believe the actor who played in Daredevil, um, I think there are rumors of him reprising that role as well in Charlie um, Cox. 
uh, Charlie Cox. Uh, I think he's reprising that role. Is it in like the upcoming Spider-Man film? Uh, I believe so. But also that is kind of a rumor at this point. I, I thought it was a done deal, but uh, but apparently that's a little bit more of a rumor than than actual just yeah. straight up fact. Um, well, I mean, if that, that is a rumor, you know, I, I hope, you know, whoever's working on that, whatever agents and managers and writers and done. whatever, I hope they get the deal done, get it done. Uh, just like they need to get this deal done. Give John, give uh, John Bernthal, you know, give him the bag, give him whatever the fuck he needs to reprise this role. I've never seen anyone play the Punisher better. It was definitely one of the MCU's best television series. Um, I would love to maybe even see his his character have uh you know an, a small introduction into uh into like larger mcu films that are that are going to be uh uh coming soon like, you know for example blade i think is one of them where um the, the blade story as well as the punisher story those two um absolutely intertwine in the comic book so i'd maybe even love to see something like that because we know um marsala ali's um uh, picking up the mantle and playing blade in an upcoming film so i think there's so much they could there's so many different directions they could go with this. Um, but if they're going to do it, there's only one person who could play this role. Like if, if, if Disney or Marvel, if I were another actor other than John Bernthal and they came to me and said, Hey, we're going to be reprising this, uh, uh, the Punisher TV series on Disney plus, would you be interested in the answer would be fuck no. Cause you know, you're not going to do it better. You know, the fans are going to hate you for even doing it um, because it should have been John. So uh, what, if this is a rumor, I hope they get the deal done. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think that obviously like John brother, he had a great run as, as the Punisher um, out of everybody you were, you know, just like you were talking about who could have, you know, who, you know, they had a show for, for, uh, Netflix, uh, you know, uh, as a Marvel series, I think, yeah, the Punisher alongside Charlie Cox's daredevil, I think would be the two that I think we'd all say, yeah, no, like bring those guys back. Everybody else eh, kind of hit or miss maybe Jessica Jones, but really iron fist and, and, um, uh, and, uh, uh the defenders. Uh, no, no, no. What's his name? Um, uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Uh, yeah, they, they might be able to, let's just let those guys kick rocks. You know, uh, I don't think we're too interested in bringing those guys back. Uh, maybe Jessica Jones, but a hundred percent Punisher. And I think a hundred percent Daredevil. Um, what I thought this brought, brought up was actually a really good question is, you know, why don't we have ourselves a little draft here? Uh, who would we actually fucking bring back and what, in what order would we bring them back? Right. Um, so for me, I think that, uh, now, now, what list are we doing? Top three or four? Uh, oh, there's only five of them. So I feel like we, we might be able to manage to just rank them in order of who should be brought back first uh, okay. versus who probably shouldn't be brought back at all. Uh, and so uh, so what I would say on my list is uh, I, I would say that Daredevil uh, more than Punisher simply because, for one, he was the first one to kick without the daredevil we wouldn't have gotten literally anything else from from that standpoint right that it was the success of daredevil with that first season of daredevil uh and charlie cox's turn as uh, matt murdoch uh you know daredevil in the series um really got everything up off the ground so i i feel like you know uh, seniority sort of wins in that case that uh you know he was the first in um uh so uh 
he should be the first in as well. I don't think that's quite FIFO or, or LIFO, whatever the fuck the accounting terms are. Uh, but uh, but he should be the first back in um, because he's so fucking great at the role, man. Um, and then following quickly behind him, I think you you have John Bernthal as uh, Punisher. I, I think he he just you know his Punisher was just different, man. When he first when I first heard that um, he was going to be Punisher, I was like, okay, I, I don't. And I'm not one of those people who like. You hear somebody's playing a role and you're like, I don't, I, I hate this. I hate everything's going on. Why does it have a yeah. can't play it? I'm not one of those people. Those people are stupid, right? It's just like, let the fuck, let the person do it first before you come to any judgment, right? Because that's what they get paid to do. They get paid to act in whatever the fuck they're acting in. So let them do it first and then you can criticize them if you don't like it. But I'm not going to lie to you. When I first heard, I didn't really see it. You know, because of some of the things that he was in before, like, I, I guess I saw it a little bit, but I was like, I, I don't know, man. Usually we're used to the Punisher being this like ominous, big, tall dude. I don't give a fuck about any of that. He crushed it as uh, as Punisher, man. And I don't know how much of that is is that his actual portrayal or just like the story that they gave him. It's probably a combination of both. The next person I'd bring back, uh, Je- Jessica Jones, uh, after that, Um I, I thought that uh, uh, fuck. Now I'm blanking on her name. Chris, uh, wasn't it? Uh, no, it's not, it's not Kristen. Something. Kristen Ritter. Ritter. Yeah, that's what her name is. Um, I thought she did a great job as Jessica Jones. Uh, I think part of what I didn't necessarily care for was ne- some of the storylines. Um, but and that's the only like real bad thing that I can kind of say about her. Uh, uh, but I thought her actual portrayal of the character, she played a, a very convincing drunk <laughs> with superpowers <laughs> is, is what I could say. Uh, next after that, uh, I don't care. It's a toss up between fucking Luke Cage and, and, and Iron Fist. I, I, I would say probably bring back Luke Cage first. And then I don't remember the guy who played uh, <laughs> Iron Fist, uh, but bring him back thereafter. Um, what about you? Yeah, so my, my list is a little bit different than yours. The first movie I would, or the first TV series I would bring back is definitely uh, The Punisher, um, only if, if it's with John Bernthal. I feel like that's the only right way to do it. Um, I feel like there's a lot more story to be told, right? We saw like a change in him towards the end where he goes from this like um, just a guy who's out for revenge kind of to someone who maybe understands that they can play like a bigger role um, and like do, do some good. Um, And, and, you know, again, there's just a lot of story to be told, particularly in how the Punisher starts to uh, intertwine with a lot of the other characters um, in the MCU, like Spider-Man as well as Blade. And we know that more of those movies are going to be coming down the pipeline. So there's just much more short. I think he and that character has like the biggest future storytelling possibility. Um, the second, I'm actually going to go with Jessica Jones as the second TV series that I'd like to see brought back. One, because I think Kristen Ritter did a phenomenal job at Jessica Jones. Towards the end of the of the last season, we saw a lot of growth in her character. And I feel like that character, again, could have some really interesting, really compelling future stories to be told. Um, Daredevil is going to be third on my list because I feel like we got a lot of Daredevil. We got a lot of his story. We got a lot of like what his, like we've seen, we saw his character develop. Um, and you know, I know while his battle against like the, the foot and the dark underworld, uh, running crime, you know, crime syndicates in New York, I feel like there's still a battle for him to, have with uh with those organizations towards the end of the show i feel like his character was kind of ready to move on from being daredevil um so i would like to see that story come back if he was like if he was giving giving like a compelling reason to 
uh, you know, become daredevil again, right? There's like a new fight to be had. Um, also, I don't want the guy who plays Froggy back, like just write his character out of the show or just let's, let's pretend that character never even like fucking happened. Uh, as well as the girl who was his like love interest. The, um, uh, I fucking forget, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, everybody might. Well, okay. Maybe not say everybody, obviously speak for everybody, but yeah, didn't care for her. At all, no, nope, not one. Well, fucking she might bit. be a so, perfectly well-meaning. She might be a great actress, otherwise. But nope, I've seen her in like one other movie recently. Everything no. about her, it's her yeah. everything about it, I hated. <laughs> so for me, that's why that goes to number three because I'm like, uh, I don't want like while while um, uh, Charlie Cox as Daredevil was phenomenal. Like over time, there were just a couple characters in that show that I just felt were like were did not add to the story and just really like uh, soured soured the waters for me. Is that even like a a, a saying? Soured yeah, the waters. That, I think that might be a saying, but also uh, I think and that's one of some of the news that we're getting from this uh, John Bernthal returning as Punisher sort of rumor is that I don't think that they're looking to like. I think it's kind of a clean reboot is essentially what we're going to be looking at. So yeah, I think that hey. solves your your problem there. Uh, no, no, but that's with Punisher, though, right? So, is the, but that's not with Daredevil. Well, I don't, I don't think that they're bringing back the show. Like, yeah. there's at least no rumors of bringing back the show. I think they might bring back the character of Daredevil for mm-hmm. Spider Man. Um, at least again, is is a rumor at this point. But I don't think that yeah. there's any plans to for the return of the actual show itself. Gotcha. So you know, again, you know, so uh, Daredevil would be actually third on my list, uh, under behind Daredevil and behind, uh, uh, Jessica Jones. Fourth on my list would be Luke Cage. Uh, so towards the end of, uh, the, the last Luke Cage, uh, season, we saw him assume the mantle of, um, what was it? The hero of Harlem didn't watch the second season. So good. Okay. So towards the end of the second season, he, uh, kind of like, steps into this role as the hero of Harlem, right? Whereas like, you know, he makes a deal with all the other like gangs and drug syndicates that they will end the violence. There'll be no violence. There'll be no selling of drugs or anything like that in Harlem. You know, he owns all of Harlem, uh, not I mean, owns, but he runs Harlem, right? So he, what's going to happen? Uh, what's he going to, uh, they, they don't recoup shit. He's Jesus, fucking Luke Cage. You can't, you know, you just not go sell no drugs. There will that's, be no running guns in Harlem. Secondary Harlem. market there that you're cutting off the. Uh, you gotta, they gotta, they gotta find. Uh, what are they gonna like? Get a job at like Safeway? Like what? What's gonna happen? I don't. What, what do you mean, like for the drug dealers? Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? You, that's, you, that's a you can go, you, entire economy that he just shut down. You can go sell drugs in you know to the white people out in Williamsburg and Brooklyn. You can go up to, you can go out to Manhattan, whatever. But they're no, no selling guns and drugs in Harlem. So like you know, and, and what does that do? That you know that create that's going to create tension, right? Um, people are going to break the rules. People are going to break the law. People are going to try and defy him. Um, so I think there's more story to be told there, and you get to see Luke Cage in a different light now. And now he's not like this. Uh, local vigilante. Now he's like Harlem's hero, right? So there's more story there. Last on my list would be uh, Iron Fist. I mean, I, I just think that story was shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was nothing really exciting all- about it. I actually really, really hated the way it ended where like towards the end, he was just kind of crying about how he didn't, his billionaire kid. He was like, Oh, I don't want it. You know, like I don't, and he was always angry towards like, what the fuck, what are you so mad for, bro? Get some sleep. Um, and, and then like the way it ended didn't really make sense. Like it, there's, I, I'm fine with them ending that story forever or just like 
if they're going to do it, recast everybody. Let's pretend that the first two seasons didn't happen. And then there's also the, the defenders. I think that should be like a, an afterthought, you know, let's, you know, one time everybody met up and then, you know, then everybody went their separate ways. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like that high school the reunion where it's just like, yo, we got together and it was nice. And then somebody yeah. hang out afterwards. Somebody text like the group group text afterwards and nobody replies. Everybody's yeah. Like, or it's like, we all know what this yeah, is. Yeah. One person's like, Hey, like, you know, like I'm, you know, a bunch of people are invited back to my house. It could be like high school reunion part two. And you're like, yeah, yeah I'll meet you there. <laughs> But like, but you don't have my phone number. Like, don't worry about it. You know, I'm, I'll meet you there. I'll look you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're friends on Facebook, right? Like, no, we're not. I'll, I'll add you. <laughs> You're already in the car. They're like, wait, but you don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't have my last name. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Is it Johnson? It's Smith. Johnson or Smith. I'll look it up. I'll find you. And then you're just gone. <laughs> All right. So uh, let us know in the comment section below what you think about John Berthal uh, potentially returning as Punisher or what your what your what your pecking order is of what Netflix canceled Marvel show should return in in what order that should return in. Uh, either way, let us know in the comment section below. We'd love to fucking hear from you guys. OK. Moving on to our final story of the day, and we got to be a little quicker about this because of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, running into some some time uh, uh, concerns here. Um, but uh, I came across this uh, this this thing on um, on YouTube, which is basically talking about uh, the mediocrities of a twenty four. It's uh, hold on, I'll get the the correct credentials here in a moment. Um, it's, it's from a YouTuber, um, called, uh, Yara, uh, Zaid. And my apologies if I have not pronounced your, your, your name correct there. My apologies. Uh, I believe it's Zaid, 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 Zaid. I don't know. Um, yeah, anyways, just go uh, with it. <laughs> long story short. Uh, it, it, it's, it, and when I was first watching this, I took it as like kind of just a, um, bashing of a 24, uh, and, uh, which, you know, again, sometimes when we like something, we take things personally when somebody talks crazy about it. Right. Because it's like, wait, I like that thing. So why did you, why don't you like it? Right. Uh, now it's not always the fucking case, right? Sometimes we just all have fucking different tastes. So some people like some things and don't now, and to be fair to her, uh, she, I believe she actually does like a 24, but she, I guess is tired of people, quote unquote people, uh, in the film circles on Twitter uh, uh, saying that a 24 can do no wrong. Right. Um, and so she had some very specific points. Uh, the main of which is, is that they do actually have some very mediocre movies. Uh, in fact, some where she just didn't like it all. Right. And that was her whole point, which is she likes a 24, but there's some movies that, you know, she, she just hates right uh, from, from their catalog, which she was, but what she kind of used, here's the point that I'm sort of contending with, with the whole thing of what she was saying, which is she was essentially, in my humble opinion, and I might be wrong about this, but, uh, and I'll leave it to those who know uh, better than I do. Uh, but in my opinion, she was essentially straw manning, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, people who like A24 in this case, uh, which is basically, look, if you're going to say that hey, there are a lot of people talking about A24 and they're wrong about how they're approaching it. Well, you have to like present that evidence, right? That, you know, if I walked up to you and be like, hey, 
you know, uh, uh, a bunch of black people are saying this, right? Well, like I have to point to the exact things that the black people are saying. Otherwise, I just look like I'm just generalizing and it might be off of like one person's comment instead of being a true representation of a larger uh, uh, um, uh, analysis or take from, you know, from said group of people. Uh, so in my humble opinion, she was kind of straw manning, uh, people who, who, who like, uh, 824 and that she was saying that, I guess, uh, online film, Twitter world, um, you know, uh, claims that, uh, 824, uh, can do no wrong that as soon as you see that symbol, uh, of 824, that you immediately know that it's going to be a, a, a great movie. Um, before I go any further though, let me, let me get to just some of your, your immediate, uh, uh, analysis of uh, either what I've said so far or what your whole take from. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, um, all like this, the straw manning, um, uh, claim, right. So I, I think the premise that she was making was that like, um, or at least what she was saying was that like people have a tendency to, uh, you know, people who love film and TV as we do have a tendency when they see or hear that a 24 logo, they automatically assume that it's like something great or this film is going to be uh, given an Oscar already, right? Like it, it should win an award already, even though you haven't seen it yet. That is not the case. Um, what, is the more accurate uh, stances, particularly for me, is that when I see that it's an A24 film production, original, whatever it may be, is that I'm willing to, I'm more than willing to give it a chance because I know A24 has a, a history and a catalog of films that are what I would say, you know, they're, they're constantly a departure from the last film. Whereas like, you know, if I watch uh hereditary right that that was nothing like moonlight moonlight is nothing like the florida project nothing like ex machina nothing like the witch nothing like ladybird so they take chances on their films are all of those films going to be um you know oscar worthy oscar contention best picture films absolutely not that's what happens when you take a chance sometimes you'll hit sometimes you'll miss but what you know you're going to get from a24 is something that you don't see from a lot of other studios um in terms of like the variety of, of films that they're willing to uh, put their name on that they're willing to uh, um, uh, produce. Um, so you're always going to get something new and something fresh. And I think that's a, that's a big point that she missed. Um, but did she have a point about people's tending to say, uh, or tending to say a 24 can't miss. She may have had a point about that. Cause I know sometimes I've seen, you know, if I've started a movie on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and I see it's a 24, I'm like, Oh shit, this is about to be, this is about to be it. It's about to be the one. And then the movie turns out to not be that great, but it always is something different than what I've seen from, you know, a lot of the other, like, you know, I wouldn't say they're, they're like a major movie production studio or maybe film distributor, but uh, they're more of like a niche film studio. Yeah. Which there's, there's no shortage of them, right? Like there, there's, there's a lot of other like niche uh, production companies out there, whether they, produce the actual movies themselves or they act as distributors. One of the things, again, that I'm going to contend with, with what she was saying, which was um, she was basically trying to say that people don't really understand like how filmmaking works, which I'm sure they're actually clearly there. There are people who are fit into that camp. Right. But yeah. the thing that she was sort of, and again, maybe I took what she was saying wrong, but the thing that she was throwing out there was that um, uh, people didn't 
uh, people just assume that the movies like A24 had a hand in the actual movie itself, meaning that they had a hand in directing the movie. They had a hand in writing the movie. They had a hand in whatever it is, right? That they had some sort of hand in that. I'm not quite sure. Like, again, like who's saying that? Like, because whoever's saying that clearly, yeah, they just don't fucking know anything about movies then, right? If you're saying, uh, for and for one, um, A24, at least with the majority of the, and maybe maybe I need to go back and actually do homework for that, but I feel comfortable in saying a majority of their films, they just act as a distributor for that movie. They don't act as the actual producer pulling all the elements together that you need for it, uh, grabbing the director, grabbing the writer, grabbing the the actors and actresses that really yeah. they, they act as like the back end distributor of of the movie. Um, That's how they started. They were, they were a distributor and a financier exactly. of films, but like they're not, they don't like, they didn't start off by making original films then they still do mostly film distribution yeah there there have been a, f- a couple of films like more lately that they they acted as like the actual producers of um but even saying that yeah like you you have to have the right director you have to have the right writer you have to have the right actors and actresses you have to have the right crew behind a, a movie in order to make it a great movie also you have to have the right marketing behind it in order to make people want to see that movie now here's against like the main point of what i kind of disagree with, with with her is is that uh the reason why people get excited when they see that a24 logo isn't just because of like the the neon lights, right? Well, that's actually one of the, the things that she said towards the end of her analysis, um, that people like it because of the neon lights or, you know, and it's good marketing. No, uh, it's because more often than not, when I turn on a fucking A24 movie, I'm going to leave that uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, this is when I kind of knew that I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this production company is a little different in terms of like, they just select really good films that I just happen to like, uh, Swiss army, man. I don't know if you ever seen it or if you ever heard of it. Um, but it's just weird fucking movie that it's about basically a corpse farting. Now it sounds stupid and preposterous just in the description of the movie, but then you watch it, or at least I watched it and I was like, Whoa, this is actually not, this is actually a really good movie, you know, um, based on a really weird and stupid premise. Right. Um, and then just out there premise. Um, and then I watched enough of those movies from a 24, where it's just like, this is like a weird premise for a movie. And then it just turns out to be really fucking good. And they have so many of those movies within their catalog. And you know, you could point to, you could point to Anna Perner. You, you could point to, uh, I don't know, even some of like the, the, the larger studios, right? Um, uh, and you can say, you can select certain movies and be like, okay, that movie's good, that movie's good. And then you can point to like a, a slew of other movies you've seen from, the, from that same production company or the same studio and say, no, that was terrible. That was awful, yeah. right? A24 is one of the, and again, maybe this is me being just, you know, a fanboy, but it's one of the only actual production companies that I know of that I can honestly say a large extent of their the, uh, the movies that I've seen from them. I like, you know, I can't really say that about uh, uh, like Annapurna or, or WB or, you know, and again, those it gets a little hairy when it comes to those because those are studios and, and they they actually do uh, have a large hand in, in actually making the movie itself. Um, uh, but, but they also act as distributors for the, uh, for, for, for the movies, uh, as well at times. Um, and even some of these other like more niche companies like neon, um, uh, you know, uh, they produce good movies every now and then, but no production company, at least to my knowledge, uh, produces 
that amount of movies where I'm like, oh no, I fuck with like a large extent of their cat uh, of their of their catalog. Look, uh, uh, Spring Breakers was one of the movies for A24 that I was just like, no, nah, this is you can miss me with all this shit. I don't know what the fuck that movie is <laughs> about. It was stupid. I, I didn't like it at all. Right. I'm fully willing to admit when a movie is dumb. Right. Like I I, yeah. I can I can do that. Um, but. But just, a lot of people love uh, Spring Breakers, though, or a lot of people yeah, just really find weird. it like I, 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 really I interesting. Because uh, to me, that movie was about absolutely nothing. It was a weird movie. But um, uh, but uh, but yeah, and, and also movies are fucking subjective, right? So if this is just about you know, if if the gripe here is that there's a lot of people who just like all of A24's movies because A24 produced it, okay, good on them. It is what it is, you know, and and of course. Look, this was just her opinion, and she, clearly she's entitled to her opinion. Obviously, we're we're entitled to ours too, which is why we're we're you know giving it. Um, but I, I just thought it was uh it was like the first time that I'd really seen somebody sort of go in on a twenty four, but which I guess you know there needs to be some detractors from Superman, right? Like like not everybody fucking can like Superman, right? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so uh, so I guess it, some sort of resistance has to be has to be there, but I, I still I don't think the the reasons were good enough to justify you know that the half hour video we, we got from your know, look. I and I actually do think you do good work. I I thought it was well produced, um, a, a well produced piece, uh, but uh, but I, I don't think the the substance was uh, strong enough in order to to, to merit uh, that, that that sort of um, take. So uh, so yeah. Also also I got I got I to throw this in there too. A twenty four is just they're actually just pretty fucking cool company, right? So if you go on A24's website, they have a shop where you can buy A24 clothing. <laughs> they have like A24 gym shorts. There's an A24 crew neck hoodie. And, and check this out. They even do an auction where you can buy the the items of like some of the uh, actors and actresses, um, uh, like the, the apparel or clothing that they wear in the film, or you can like buy like different things that you may have seen in the movie, whether it was like art, a poster, um, you know, a fucking, uh, whatever fixture or thing that may have appeared in, in, in one of their shows or movies, like you can actually buy those things. Right. And like, haven't you always wanted to, to do that? Like, you know, remember the, the hoodie that the kid, that the kid wore in stranger things, um, from like the science center that was in Cleveland, how like, um, that science center sold out of like every single hoodie they, they had like the day after, um, uh, that episode aired, uh, or like, have you ever wanted, like, you know, if you had the money, like, Oh, I want to buy the GTO that like, um, Vin Diesel drives in fast and furious or some shit like that. A24 lets you do that. That's pretty dope. Like directly from their website too. Yeah. Um, so she actually mentioned this in her, uh, in her analysis that they, they, you know, uh, maybe more than any other production company, they, they do a fantastic job with marketing. Um, and you know, they, they sell a lot, you know, they sell clothing and she specifically even mentioned that, um, which again, I, I think all of that would be rubbish if the actual quality of the movies weren't more often than not, um, uh, high, uh, and, you know, and I think it, it can become one of these like little niche things that people like, you know, try to try to be like, I've kind of given up on the, on the, the idea of uh, there being some sort of like, like standard of like fro- film critique, right? Like that, oh, certain people just know films better than others. Oh well, God. It, it, it might be true that some people know how, like how a film is constructed more than others. That's true. Right. 
but I refuse to believe that there's some standard of what makes a good film. I think that it's so complicated in terms of how we take in movies and it really just depends on the person itself. Um, where a, a movie that I might really enjoy is completely different than a movie that you might enjoy. Um, and so I, I think that uh, there there is a, a community of people who, who might believe that like, oh, A24 is great because, uh, you know, uh, because of X, Y, and Z reason or because of how the movies are constructed. Yada, yada. No, no, no. Like, I, I just think that, at least to me, they have a large library of movies that I really enjoy. And it seems like there's a lot of people who agree with that same sentiment, but I doesn't, I don't think that means that I know movies any more than any other Joe Schmo. Uh, I just think I just like a certain type of movie and a 24 seems to just select that type of movie, whether they're just distributing it or choose to you know actually produce it themselves. Um, they do that more often than not. So that's why I fuck with them. I don't know about any other yeah. shit that you might be talking about. So, um, so yeah, let us know in the comment section. Uh, do you think that A24 is uh, mediocre, uh, uh, as 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 Yar might have put it? Um, uh, let us know in the comment section below. We'd uh, very much like to hear from you. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have given you a very exhaustive show here uh, through all the technical difficulties that's still literally going on right now. I'm sure at some point you might have heard some sort of beeping. Uh, but in any event, we fucking push through like soldiers. Uh, you know, uh, with that being said, if you rock with us all the way through, as always, look, just, just hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the share button. Uh, do all that shit uh, because we we very much appreciate it. And it would, of course, help to show out uh, tremendously if you do. Uh, we will be back next week. Same time, same place. I'm kidding. I don't know when the fuck. We're, I don't even know when, when this episode is going to drop. I, I don't know. It could drop. Any, it could drop right now. We could put it out literally right now. We're not right now. Right now. <laughs> and you know what? So and, and uh, you know, if you like this hat, uh, DM me on <laughs> our Instagram page, just like a 24. We're going to start a shop pretty soon. If you like this hat, you can buy it yeah. directly from me. Uh, I think it's starting off at like $500 for this like special yeah. edition uh, beanie that you just saw here on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, auctions are going to open up soon. So yeah, like the, uh, your bid. Uh, and you can Venmo me directly, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think so yeah, yeah that's launching from, like today. But like, uh, they, they already they already filed the lawsuit for that. Um, nope, uh, so, it doesn't say Bud Light. It's Light Bud. Uh, well, that's literally not what it says. But okay. Uh, in any event, you got to see it with your eyes. Though you're not looking with your eyes. Like you don't do you, listen with your ears. You do don't you look with your eyes. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? You just say uh, things. It's, and, and they it's, have it's no time more. for you to evolve. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I only say this once. <laughs> No, I'm not going to say it. Say, say it with your heart. I'm not going to say it. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate you guys. With all of that being said, uh, we will get the fuck out of here, uh, but not before hitting the very usual protocol. Fade out. Fade out. Fade out. Jesus Christ. Falling asleep at the wheel. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace.